friends, it's me. So I know I talked about this a little bit yesterday and if you follow me on Instagram, you know, I've been kind of like going back and forth about it, but I'm going through this thing right now where I'm like, how much of my life do I want to put on the internet? Or how much of my life and myself do I even want to share with anybody, whether it's on the internet or just in real life? And I've been kind of like worried about this. I'm like, why do I feel this way? Is this depression? Is this anxiety? Am I just growing up or changing? Or is this really more my true self manifesting because of where I am in my life and all these other things that are going on? So I was like Googling about it, obviously. And maybe unsurprisingly, this led me to one of our favorite things on this show, a cognitive bias. And this one is fairly new, I think, as I didn't find a great deal of research on it. There was more or less just one primary source that I could find, which was basically a series of six studies that were only conducted in 2001. Though you can interpret the findings in the context of other known psychological theories, which are much older, but more on that later. So this one is called Asymmetric Insight, and it basically says that we think we know other people, like our close friends, better than they know us, and that we know ourselves better than our friends know themselves, and that actually we probably know them better than they know themselves. Basically, it's this bias that makes us think that we possess way superior self-awareness than like literally anybody else and that no one will ever know us as well as we know ourselves or as well as we know them. So the series of studies that I alluded to were conducted by a team of researchers from a couple of universities, one of which was the University of Illinois, and there were a few different experiments, but they all sort of asked similar questions about self-perception and, well, self-perception. <laughs> so the first study had subjects think about someone that they felt they knew pretty well, like their best friend. And then they had them look at one of those diagrams of like an iceberg as metaphor, and then say how well they thought they perceived their friend's complete self, what they called their essential nature. And they then had them rate how much they thought their friend could perceive them back in that way. So subjects were generally quite convinced that they could see a lot more of their friend's self-iceberg than their friends could, like, see of theirs. And probably that they even saw more of their friend's self than their friend saw of themselves. Basically, people thought that they knew other people better than other people knew them and that they knew other people better than other people knew themselves. Now, other experiments in the study had people look at a series of words from which a few letters were missing, and then fill in the letters to make actual words. When asked about the words they ended up making, people generally thought that it didn't have any meaning. Whatever they chose didn't have a secret message or didn't reveal anything about them subconsciously. But when they looked at the words other people had formed and then were asked about what kind of person they thought they were, people totally changed their tune. When looking at the responses of other people, they were more likely to ascribe meaning to it and claim that they could make assessments about that person's true nature without even knowing them. And they weren't even just basic things like, oh, he seems nice or she seems trustworthy. They were literally coming up with shit like, this person is probably cheating on their spouse and I'm like how the fuck did you get that from looking at a list of words where someone spelled stir instead of star I mean like Jesus 
The researchers explained in their paper that this essentially boils down to the fact that we think when we complete what's called a projective test in psychological studies, like the fill in the blank word completion thing, we don't believe that it's going to reveal anything about us. That what contains and expresses our true nature is on the inside and is not something that we believe we can be tricked into revealing by an ambiguous task or question. Other people totes would though. Now presumption between friends aside, where the study got kind of problematic was when they started looking at what happens when this cognitive bias affects groups. Because it's human nature to form groups, we've been doing this forever, and a lot of what makes us do it is evolutionary and not even something that we're necessarily consciously aware of. But this idea that once we're in a group, whether intentional or not, that the group's way is right and everyone else who's not in the group is dumb and wrong is, I mean, I think we're all reminded on a somewhat daily basis of how unhelpful and, and at times downright harmful this can be. Now, the two groups that the researchers studied were liberals and conservatives and pro-abortion and anti-abortion. And they actually had the same kind of reaction that the individuals did. They thought they knew more about the opposing group than the opposing group, or you may even say enemy here, knew about them. Now, this belief that you and your group are the ones who are right and that what you believe is the truth and everyone else is wrong or believes lies or fake news is something called naive realism, which is that tendency that we have as humans to think that if others don't think as we do or see as we see that we are right and they are wrong so there so this illusion of asymmetric insight whether between individuals or groups can create a lot of tension and communication problems but it also makes it a lot more likely that people will just suck at empathizing or not even try to empathize at all because they assume that they already know what it's like to be that other person better even than that person knows what it's like to be themselves I guess a sort of like nice example of this would be that sometimes you're better able to see your friend's strengths, like that they're a good listener than they can or that they're willing to see of themselves. But chances are you probably also feel like you know their weaknesses better too. And you're probably assuming that they wouldn't want to own up to them or maybe that they're not even aware of them. And in fact, that might be true sometimes. This is where the bias sort of dovetails with another psychological theory of self and personality, which can be tested if you've got a few close friends willing to take an adjective inventory of you. And it's called the Johari window, which was named for the two men who created it, whose names were Joseph and Harry, which is how you got Johari. So the Johari window provides a grid that can help you understand to what extent you are truly self-aware, how much of yourself you knowingly conceal from others, and maybe even how much you're unaware of, but that others might be able to see. Now to begin, you select adjectives from a list that you feel best describe you. Then you ask a few of your close friends to pick some adjectives from that list that they feel best describe you. Now the comparison between the two reveals where there may be a disconnect between who you feel you are versus how other people see you and therefore feel that you are. It may be that your impression of your true self is very different from what others perceive, and maybe that's intentional. I mean, we all don masks in various social settings, and that practice actually begins pretty young. We know that we have different personas at school and work versus when we're at home or with our friends and family. Then, of course, there are all the various selves that we present on social media, which adds an entirely different layer of complexity. Now, some of us are actually pretty consistent, and these personas may only be subtly different, but other people may have very different ones from like one situation to the next, and others might not even be aware of how their personality changes from setting to setting at all. So a Johari window can help us look at the self 
quad and see where we stand. Basically, there are two public self elements and like two private self elements. Now our private selves can be divided into the private self that we would only share with those we're very close with and then the private self that exists only to us. And then there's the public self that we show outwardly to the world. But there might also be a blind self and that is something that others see of us but that we don't see. Or what we see and construe to be one thing like I am smart but that others outwardly construe as being she's an arrogant turd. And then there's the undiscovered self that nobody, not even us, really knows all that well. Though if we're self-aware enough, we might try to figure it out. Now the size of your blind self kind of helps to determine how self-aware you are. If your blind self is very big, then you're probably not very self-aware. Now sometimes people's blind self is big because they're naive and other people may accept this kind of better and be willing to view the person as being essentially harmless as opposed to someone who is lacking self-awareness in a way that's very negative and hurtful and maybe even calculated. Now the spectrum of size in terms of our private and public selves determines the extent to which we're willing to be open with others. But just because we have a large private self doesn't necessarily mean that we're happily introverted and content with that. Sometimes people have a larger private than public self because they don't know themselves very well and they struggle to connect with others in a way that's very distressing and they become isolated and not uncommonly quite depressed about it. If someone's not happy to be so self-contained and more or less alone, this can be a very troublesome arrangement of the self. But some people are very content with it. They're more easygoing and not maybe intellectually all that interested in self-reflection and maybe they just don't strive for that kind of depth of self-knowledge, more like live-in-the-moment types. While that might cause problems for them at times, that lack of self-awareness, if it never causes anything truly big in terms of problems interpersonally or professionally, then they might be perfectly fine to just kind of live their lives without resolving it. If you're curious about all this, which I know that I was, you can take the test online if you've got a few friends you can enlist to help. I have to admit, I'm actually kind of afraid to do it because I feel like I'm somebody who probably has a very big private self and I'm okay with that, but I'm also like kind of afraid to know what other people think about me. I mean, like only in the sense that right now I'm just getting a lot of that because, you know, if you write a book and especially if it's a memoir, people won't just talk about like your writing. They'll also go figure, criticize all your life choices and like talk about what kind of a person they think you are, which is fine, except that, you know, sometimes I just don't want to hear it. And it's not necessarily because it's different from what I think. It just maybe exemplifies and makes public some of the things about myself that I'm really trying to work on and that I dislike. So I don't know. I think it's good to be self-aware and to know if there are things about you that maybe you need to work on or change. But I think being self-aware all the time and very publicly can be very stressful. Anyway, that's just how I feel about it. But I'm interested to know if you've done this before, like if you've done this psychological test before and if you felt like it was accurate or if you do it and then you get really surprised. Like I was actually almost afraid that maybe it would reveal something about me that makes me think that I don't know myself as well as I think I do. And I think it would almost be scarier to find out that I don't know myself as well as I think I do. But I think that's kind of the whole point of this illusion or delusion as it may be. 